Welcome, Welcome to, to the tea. My name is uh, T Rex. I'm joined by my co-host. Lucky stiff. I didn't know we were using our sexy indoor voices. Our ASMR ATM. I'm gonna cut some soap later. Do you know what an ATM is? <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you not talking about the thing that gives you cash? No, it means ass oh, to mouth. Yes. Okay. Oh. Um, all right. So um, <laughs> I'm a lady. How dare you? So I just came uh, back from a little mini tour with Jasmine Masters in Lexington, Louisville, and Cincinnati. I love um, Jasmine. Uh, we this is our first show of 2019. The kids have been pestering me on Twitter. So yeah. I'm glad that we are back. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's new with you? Uh, we just did this massive uh, production at Goddess, which one of our guests today, Sigourney Beaver, was in. Um, and that was fantastic. <laughs> but it was basically like a giant lip sync opera. Yep. You know those marathon drag shows that you love. really get me going. Yes, just emotionally st- draining and stripping and you're like crying at the end like that's your shit afterwards you're sitting in the basement like staring into the corner and yeah. everybody's trying to talk to you and you're just fully dissociating there, for like three days there's something about the Berlin basement I think it's because <laughs> it's so dirty and it smells like farts all the time and there's just dirty stickers everywhere yeah. and there's a certain moment at the end of some shows not every show where you just come down and you know you have that moment where you're just all riled up and you just sit and stare in front of the mirror and just Ponder your existence, yep. and it's just such an appropriate place to do it. And every so once in a while, there's dingy. like a photographer that sneaks down there and gets you, <laughs> yeah. and then you see that picture later in the big thing, and you're like, wow, I'm dealing with some real deep yeah. issues right this here. lighting is not favorable to anyone. <laughs> um, all right, we are joined by um, some special guests. Like Lucky said, we're joined by Sigourney Beaver. Hi, hello. <laughs> <laughs> What's new with you, Sigourney, and uh, how might they know you at home? Um. You know, I'm I'm on the internet and I try to get out. I travel around. I I try to get out. I, I try to get out. <laughs> Great aunt Mavis. Not too often though. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta make them want it. I'm I'm on the internet and I pop around the Midwest and other such associated places and I do did you drag? You do do drag. I do the drags. And you do burlesque too? Yeah, yeah. I got my start in burlesque and I kind of uh, transformed into drag, but I've kept a lot of burlesque elements to yeah. keep mm-hmm. things interesting. And what are your titles? You have some titles, right? I or, do. Yeah. I, what are you? Well, I'm still uh, technically um, Emeritus Kentucky Diva US of A because they decided to not have the pageant again this year. Ooh. Uh, yeah. You're so hanging I, on I'm, to that title. I'll have it for a while until they have it again, but they probably won't call me back. I'm also a <laughs> former uh, Miss Iowa US of A Diva, and I'm second alternate to Miss US of A Diva National. Diva. Diva is their, like... Um, their pageant word for like AFAB queen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's, they call it diva. There's a lot of different terminologies for like that yeah. particular kind of platform of drag. Right. It's mostly regional. They use diva a lot in the South. Yeah. Um, I hadn't really heard that. Yeah. Diva is like a Southern thing that a lot of people say to, um, separate everything because you know everyone's very particular about sure. well you know categories what's what's a fun drag show without segregating it <laughs> right yes, right it's absolutely how true. am i and gonna know if i like you unless i know what in your pants you know? <laughs> yeah exactly wait yeah. what did you say how i said you? how am i gonna know if i like your drag unless i know what your genitals look like yeah, yeah absolutely that's real. Yeah. Yeah. That's how real. do i know as the host how to intro you if i'm not especially explicitly talking about your Parts. Right, we have a little like area cordoned yes. off in the basement to just yeah. check. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't oh, be with the others. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I no. gotta be back in the corner without a mirror. Yep, <laughs> that's true. 
Yeah. Hope well, it's good. Separate but equal. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Historically, we know that always works out. Jesus. It'd be, it'd be so funny if it wasn't true. <laughs> it Some really places, it's true. so upsetting. It's not true here, though. It's not true yeah. in Chicago. Oh, and that's, I'm so Chicago. I'm so grateful to, like, that Mick and I moved here and we're in Chicago now because I feel like our drag is so accepted for what it is and yep. we don't have to explain ourselves nope. to people or we don't have to be, like, the commodity or the freak show here. We're just... Equal, but you know, any fucking time we leave, yeah, (laughs) is is when when that comes back out. Right. Shout out, by the way, to McDouche. Yes, my sweet puppy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, we are also joined by the fabulous, the hilarious Saltine. Welcome, my lady. Hello, everyone out there. (laughs) (laughs) So, Saltine, you also host your own podcast. Yes. Tell us about. We like to call it a radio show, though it's not on radio. Okay. (laughs) It's called Saltine's Newsletter, and it's a basically a community gazette. Yeah. In the fiction of my world. Yeah, it's absolutely all nonsense. All nonsense. We do horoscopes. We do obituaries. Yes. That's Obituary is total nonsense. My own, the only bar in Boys Town. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the only bar I'd ever spend my money at. Um, and you uh, also have a one-woman show that's coming. Yes. Uh, my one wig, as you called it. Okay, Your so one-wig show. <laughs> and what um, a wig it is. What a wig. Yeah, it's called Impressions, a lecture on the muse in art. And it's a parody of an art history lecture where I go through the 19th and 20th centuries and talk about the inspirations behind some of the most iconic artworks. Yeah. Like um, Ernest Hemingway. He got one of the biggest inspirations for his work while he watched a French soldier on the front lines in France lose his upper limbs when a bomb went off. That book was called A Farewell to Arms. (laughs) That's just a teaser. It's just and I can guarantee you I'm it's, leaving. It's an hour of that. It is. With saltine an and, and a pin straight wig oh. with maybe a beret or something. Like and then Fancy beret. Some type of, she, there's definitely twill in her clothing oh, yeah. somewhere yeah. and she's just a, a creepy caterpillar yes. mustache. It's like Shelley Duvall meets John. <laughs> it really is. That is 100%. And Joni Mitchell. Oh. Joni is my biggest Bless her. inspiration. Bless Joni. Yeah. Her 70s wardrobe. Oh. Perfection. That's my favorite part, honestly. <laughs> the wardrobe? Yeah. It's I mean, so good. Who doesn't like a pencil skirt and a turtleneck? And a sensible shoe. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and you're so skinny yeah. and everything just like falls off of you. <laughs> it's it's fun. the mustache that does As it. As the me. drag queen. Yeah, it just dangles off the mustache. <laughs> yeah. Being thin is perfect and fits everything. As a boy, it fits my insecurities and self hatred quite. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to gain weight. Trying to gain weight currently. Where are you originally from, Saltine? From Massachusetts. Where? Mm. Rentham. We have an outlet mall. Oh. <laughs> Delicious. Um, yeah, I'm like 40 minutes south of Boston, uh, 30 minutes north of Providence. Oh. oh. Yeah. Nice. It's fun. I feel like very Massachusetts person. We're like... If I don't have to talk to you, I'm not going to because I'm embarrassed that you'll think I need to talk to you. Oh, oh yeah. Like, yeah. Saltine is here in a cable knit sweater and <laughs> <laughs> sort of a, a, a light heather gray. Yeah. So I feel like, you Thank know, you. Massachusetts is here with us today, <laughs> alive and well. How long have you lived here? I've lived here four and a half years. <gasps> wow. And honestly, I don't know if any... I don't want to insult anyone in Boston. Oh. I mean, honestly, they'll come for you, so might as yeah. well. It's too right. late now. I didn't know drag until I moved to Chicago. Mm-hmm. We don't have a scene in Boston at all. It's different. And also, Bio Queens, I had never seen that until mm-hmm. I came here. That was like a Chicago delicious street. And yeah. Fast was my first one. We're delicious. Yeah. And I remember being like, I get like, that a lot. <laughs> I am, I was not ready for this, but she did Shaisa. 
Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. And it was, she stood in one place, which is always the most impressive to me. If you yeah. cannot move and you have everyone by the balls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Presence. Like, it's a show of presence. Yeah. Yes. Just like we were talking about with Naomi Smalls, oh. how she, the minimal, the smallest amount of movement, but can just take, like you can't take your eyes off. Of her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That to me is she's porn. in control and she's yeah. like so comfortable. Yeah. It's a cat test is my first one. And I was like, this is delicious. Also, no one wants my drag except Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> no one. Your I, drag is some I of really my want favorite drag. It's how, would really you, is. how would you explain a typical saltine performance? Uh, at a bar, <laughs> you're going to get maybe a one and a half minute monologue. Uh, that's the lead up to the joke. And then the punchline of the joke is maybe a song that I'll lip sync to. Yeah. Maybe. But I do like when you just do like four minute monologue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there's very few people that can really silence a bar with a monologue. Yeah. Mm. And you can do that very well. And I think it's because you're felt. so curious looking. And I think <laughs> and I think it's because also nice you, you, you always use the, the rule of threes. So yes. you, you get them in the beginning, they're kind of chatting, and then someone like there's a big laugh at the beginning. Beginning. And then they're like, okay, let's see what this turns into. And then it's a bigger laugh in the second. And then finally you wrap it up in a bow. And it, it's just so, I love it so much. I so appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I've felt incredibly welcomed and That's blessed good. by this community. Um, one of my good friends my whole life, Savannah, her family's from Massachusetts. And her cousins used to walk into her room in the morning during the summer. And this is, this is Massachusetts to me. They would open up the door and they would just start fanning the sheets. And they would go, <laughs> get out of your fatty sheets. <laughs> Wow. Get out of your farty sheets. That is Massachusetts <laughs> to me. That was a really good Get out like, of your farty sheets. Boston accent there. Yeah. That was excellent. An actress. Here's <laughs> <laughs> a theater. Um, uh, and yeah. you're originally from uh, Des Moines? I am. Iowa. Exotic, lovely <laughs> Des Moines, <laughs> Iowa. Oh, it's a lovely The town. finest truck stop you'll ever see. <laughs> What, where was that place that we went when I oh, went down there yeah. to perform with you? That like giant truck. Now that's Walcott, Iowa. That's the world's largest, largest truck, truck stop off yeah. of I eighty. They've yeah. got oh. they've got a dentist. They've got showers. They got yeah. a dentist for the truckers because you're on the road all the time. You don't Whoa, get a stop at places. Actually, yeah. A movie theater. There was they a movie do. theater. A movie there. theater. They have doctors there. Mm-hmm. They've got wow. every kind like of weird city. roadside treasure that you'd ever want to purchase. Wonderful like, cruising grounds. Oh, a Taco Bell. They've got they remodeled and now it's bigger. Oh my God! Wow. They've Eventually got an it's just Einstein's take over now. The so yeah. it's like the White Trash Mall of America. Kind of. It's kind of like a redneck mecca. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. How big is this place? It's really big. I mean, it's big enough to still be world's largest. It's probably about the size of like, mm, like a like a Target. Like a really like oh, wow. an IKEA kind of just no. not not multiple stories like one story oh, okay. of an IKEA. It's really big, but yeah. wow. Yeah. It's it's a treasure, a I'm, real I'm little jewel. I'm picturing that it's like. Half flea market, like you can probably get lots of like throwing stars and like <laughs> oh yeah, they've... Merlin statues to burn incense on. So much neon wo- for your truck. Neon for your truck, like wo- like uh, like quilted wolf blankets. Oh yeah, yeah. any yeah. kind of any kind of mountain t-shirt with yeah. like a monkey on it. Candles any, covered. Any in kind seashells. of chrome. Yeah. they do have a Maybe lot of Maybe racist bumper stickers. Yeah. They have... yeah. borderline, yeah, borderline racist stuff. My new favorite thing that Except they have Jesus. is uh, they have a bunch of candles that they've been selling that mm-hmm. look like edible desserts like mm-hmm. pies yeah. but yeah. they're made by um, like a local group of like mentally disabled people Aww. yeah do you remember this I don't know why I'm thinking about this do you remember the science store I don't yep. know how no. old you guys are but the science stores used to be in the malls and every mall would have a science store mm-hmm. and it would just sell like 
things that had nothing to do with science, but it would, they would have like a volcano making set and then like puzzles That's and stuff. That's science. We didn't get to have that. No. Sorry. Well, they don't believe in science in Iowa. No, it's so not yeah. Kentucky. No. <laughs> and it's not and it's not Tennessee. Well, God bless that. Thank goodness. Oof. Um, sorry, we, sorry in advance to any of our listeners in Kentucky or Tennessee. It's we which, wish you it's the best. 2019. I'm not apologizing anymore. <laughs> but also shout out to Wendell Berry, one of the most incredible writers of this fucking past century, <laughs> 21st and 20th century. A brilliant mind. Do you know him personally? Or is he <laughs> no, he's a Kentucky, he's a Kentucky writer. Okay, okay great. But he, oh, wow. Wendell Berry. Will Wendell you please Berry. do a dramatic reading for us later? I can do I a poem that. for you later. I Will have, there be an interpretive dance Do you have company? them memorized? I have one memorized called To Know the Darkness. All right, shall we get started? Yes, I think please. we have to. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, this one is a, is pretty standard. We're starting out soft. Uh, this is from Christian from Chicago. We'll let you guys oh, answer mm-hmm. this. Uh, how did you come up with your drag name and your persona? I'll start with you, Saltine. Well, originally I was going to be Carrie Out. <laughs> oh, I like that. Which I love. Um, but then one day I was out and at, proud. Out and proud. <laughs> no plastic bags though. Oh my always, god. Always carrying. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then one day I was just. I remember my mom. My mom worked in an office in Norwood, Massachusetts. With her mom who worked there too, and there would always be saltines at the mm. place. And then one day I was just thinking about that at work, and then I was like, Oh my god. Saltine is my name. <laughs> and then I, for literal the next three weeks, was like, this is the best drag name that has ever happened. <laughs> there is something very feminine about it, but it, it's literally just a cracker. It's yeah. yeah. Dry, dry. It's yeah. white. Yeah. And it also is just the perfect aesthetic for what I love. Like, 70s, a little, like, you know, Saltine is your hometown girl. You know, there's yeah. nothing pretentious mm. about her, I don't think. You know, so it just feels so right. It was yeah. uneventful, though. It just, it just happened. I was like, that's it. Yeah. 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 What about you, Sigourney? What about you? Wow, um, what a time. <laughs> well, originally, when I, when I started burlesque, you know, you have your average burlesque names, mm-hmm. which is usually, uh, like, something, like, feminine and maybe, like, an animal. Or, like, L'Amour. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, any of them. But my, my, my first name was terrible. It was Fiona Fox, and I, it was so stupid. But I, I was sitting in a bar one night, and I was really drunk, and I was like, you know, I really want something that's really funny, because, you know, like... My drag is cool, but it's not funny. So maybe I want to have a funny name for people yeah. to be confused when they see me and meet me. And I, I thought about being something like uh, Boobs Radley, but I was mm. like, no one has heard of To Kill a Mockingbird. And yes, they will they not understand the, the literary grade. reference. And then I actually met someone named Boobs, Boobs Radley. Radley. Yeah. 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 And then I was like, well, maybe I'll be someone like, I'll be Meryl Strip. And I was like, I don't think anyone's going to like that. So I settled, <laughs> I settled on Sigourney Beaver because I decided... You know, I've always wanted to have a fancy exotic name like Sigourney, and there's so many good <laughs> nickname opportunities. Mm. You know, like Sig, Siggy, Beeves, Beaver, Siggy Beeves. <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought of any of those until know, just this like, moment. You sound like a Happy Days side character. <laughs> as, as someone that had like an, a human nickname that was not acceptable for any kind of like, or a human name that didn't have any kind of nicknames to come with it, I really wanted a what? cute nickname. What you needed that nickname. My, my human name? Yeah. Oh, it's. 
Bridget. Like Bridge. 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 That's a nickname. Someone's cute as Sig. I will. I have to say though, like uh, before I even knew you, you had liked some of my things on Instagram and like commented I am on, the on it. Yes, you are in fact on the internet. <laughs> I do get out there sometimes. But and I, I literally, I read the comment. And I was like, oh, this is really kind. And then I read your name, and I could not stop laughing. I was alone in my house that's screaming, good. and I texted a bunch of people, and I was like, you have to hear this drag name. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, that's so. usually how I get a lot of bookings and opportunities is it's just based on the name and then I show up and then it's and not then asked back. Like, oh. But <laughs> at least I got there. <laughs> you did it. You did everything right. Thank you. Yeah. That's all I wanted to I feel hear. like we've answered this question, yeah. you and I, and Karate mostly Crystal. it was like, oh yeah, we heard my whole life story. You know about Karate Crystal? It's the, uh, Wait, is that you? It was the, uh, when I was like five or six, I think. I don't know. It's probably a different age every time I tell this story. Um, I really wanted to be like a superhero that did karate. Yeah. And I came up with a whole name and like oh, persona. Yeah. It was sort of like a side character from Gem and the Holograms. Sandy Cheeks Hoops. <laughs> <laughs> Got nothing on Karate Crystal, man. I love that. Fighting crime, playing rock songs. Reading tarot. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? She didn't, she never came to full fruition. Oh. Yeah. Still time. I still love Lucky time. Stiff. Lucky Stiff is such a cool, yeah, like, yeah. hardcore name, I think. Well, you know, just... Hardcore? Well, have it you ever... Have, a have you ever edge. smoked a Lucky Stiff cigarette? I have Or not. a Lucky Strike? It's painful. Yeah. <laughs> There's no. no filter. It hurts Lucky a little bit. Lucky Strike, I never heard that dead. before, but I only started smoking in my later life. Ah, oh, that is Crack, nice. Cracker cigarettes. Oh. I don't think, you know, this is like, a, is that a legal issue on this podcast? <laughs> I don't want to record it. Only. Redacted. <laughs> um, do you want to? Yeah, I'll, I'll lead us into the next one. Miranda from Chicago asks, how long did it take for you to transition from drag sounds fun to actually doing drag? <sighs> I'm still working on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Oh. You don't think you're doing it like professionally yet? Well, I think that I'm I'm doing I'm part-time drag, full-time trophy wife, but <laughs> God bless. <laughs> I I guess I am kind of doing it professionally. I I do it as often as I can and I shoot high and I I treat every gig like it's going to be my last. <laughs> so I try to go as big as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Mm. I love it. I I was just having this conversation with someone uh, earlier this week. They're like they're like, well, maybe, you know, like, maybe I'll quit drag. And Mick mm -hmm. had to jump in, and they're like, well, drag's not for everyone. <laughs> and I said, I said, well, I'll quit drag once I stopped getting booked or I turned 30, whatever comes first. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. I know everyone in here is like, I don't know about you. Uh, I'm sorry. 27. I'm very 30. I'm gone. Well, maybe if I get this Brazilian butt lift and I get these tits <laughs> put in and I won't look like I'm 30, then maybe I'll still get booked. I think I'm gonna hit. You just my told prime. us your whole life goals in like ten seconds. What, you, when do you think your prime is? I think I'll, as a boy, sexually hit my prime at 35. Ooh! I feel like you're fully sexually in your prime at all times. Oh. I don't think so. There's... You are a very. Hold on, champagne time. Oh yeah. Uh, I was really. Oh! <laughs> Can y'all hear that? The first sound you heard was the champagne. The second sound you heard was saltine. <laughs> Yeah. There's some about shock and awe that really gets you. <laughs> yes. Oh the constant dripping at saltine. Do you need a towel? Yeah. Do we definitely need to put Always a tarp down coming. before saltine came on the podcast. Yes. Always that is, coming. in fact, Oof. a catchphrase. <laughs> Lay the tarp down, mommy's in town. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> okay. Are you going to print merch? Because I would buy that. 
would actually be so good. Maybe a bumper sticker. Yeah. Yeah. Like the tarp down. I can display that in a traffic jam. Do you do you is drag your full time or do you have It is. Yeah. No, I really I don't work. I am fully uh retired from the workforce. (laughs) Deliciously at twenty four. What a blessing. Punch you in the face. (laughs) It's been two glorious years since I've had to wait at table and I don't miss it for a minute. Saltine, where do you wait tables? (laughs) I stopped waiting tables because I was grinding my teeth so much I was getting migraines. Same. Same. Yes. That's real. So now I make energy bites. Oh, really? Professionally? Don't know if I should. Stay. No, don't, don't. Um, but then I also work at a cafe in Edgewater. Oh. I remember one time when you uh, you were not my waiter, but you did work at that West restaurant, and yes. you were um, afraid to talk I to me. I was too afraid because Mick and Sigourney were there, and I was like, I think this is them, but I don't know if this is them. <laughs> well, it was, it was Mick in full uh, attorney mode. Yes. Oh, and it was I in full... I'm sorry that I spent that much on the credit card. Please forgive me. Take me out to lunch. Oh, I wouldn't mode. come to that table either. <laughs> no, it was it was good. The waiter did forget to put our food in. We were there for a long time. Oh, oh no. no. You were on the patio. Yeah, we were on the patio. We were and forgotten. That will be noted on the Yelp review. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, have you uh, fully transitioned to full time? Like, how do you how do you or, or or how do you would you say that you're like a professional drag queen? I for sure it? have. Then there was a moment like uh, maybe a year and a half ago, I was like, I will only consider my creative stuff my work, mm. and I will only refer to my other things as making money. Mm. Mm. Just to really put it in my That's head great. as like, this is what we're valuing. And then, and then like, I yeah. changed my job to make my writing and performing the priority, which yeah. means I'm making a lot less money. Oh. Baristas do not make money. Yeah. <laughs> Servers make a lot of money. Yeah. Sometimes. But yeah. yeah, drag was never, the idea of it was like, oh, drag's, it was never like, oh, this is fun. It was like, oh, I sincerely want to do this, yeah. but I will never have a boyfriend. That was always no. my biggest fear. Wow. But you know what? I was single for 24 years before I started. <laughs> so Still it didn't going matter. Strong. Still going yeah. strong. Yeah. Still going strong. Yeah, so it was always like, oh, I desperately want to do this. So for all my life, I was like, this is something I love. Really? So, oh, my God. So you'd always wanted to do drag. Ever, literally really? ever since I saw Dame Edna. Oh. My oh. ultimate did, yeah. hero. Did it exist? Did I say it? Did Saltine exist in your brain as the same way that Pearl says, like, I was drawing Pearl since I was little, mm-hmm. and then I just made myself into her? Like, mm-hmm. did you aesthetically think this is what I want to look like? Or did you just... I always knew I was like I always had my heroes like Jackie O, Johnny mm. Mitchell, like those type that fashion. So mm. I was always and I as a boy I have a uniform. I wear I have two pairs of pants. I have one shirt in three <laughs> different colors, and I have one sweatshirt. And I like switch between them because I just don't care to change how I look. No. But I was always having urge. I was like I want to wear a very high waisted like high 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 pencil <laughs> skirt yeah. with nylon and just like actual nylons like. Yeah. Feeling nylons on my body and like having that is like delicious. Very to powerful. Me. Yeah. So I've always wanted that. I and mean, I've always had that style. Like if I was gonna do it, it would be that. And kind of like a nod to like vintage yeah. at all times. Yeah. But yeah. But I never had her. She was a discovery. Wow. When you came out uh, for the first time a year and a half ago, year a year year ago, mm-hmm. yeah, you kind of made a big splash because yeah. you did uh, plot twist, crash landing. I did plot twist, and yeah. and, yes. and you had been uh, going like we knew you, just people just knew you, and so when you did it, it was just like, oh wow, 
You're really like I did not it was know sort of that. Like a debutante coming out kind of yeah. situation where yeah. you really planned your like social season. Oh, nah. I was very because some I'm a Scorpio okay. and oh. I have a very big ego oh. and I was not about to come not prepared. Yeah. Yeah. You know that that's not something I find attractive. If you were gonna lose crash landing twice, you were gonna do it gracefully. <laughs> yeah. Also, if they're gonna describe Salty as anything, it is the biggest loser. <laughs> wow. She came very close to winning. Um, it was so nice. It was a it was a wild. But was what I appreciate is when people do crash landing and use it as a launch pad, and yeah. then going from there, you got your show at Scarlet. Yeah, mm-hmm. you've been doing your. Yeah. You know, it, it's just I love when people use it as a launch pad. Yeah. and not sure. as like a full crutch of like, okay, well now I have to obsessively win this show to. You know, it's oh, like no. It, it, every chance you have to get on stage is a chance to show everyone how great you are. So well, like, how many girls are there every round now? Oh Ish, God. like fifteen, and we've probably had. Around 160, I guess, between okay. 100. Oh, now, now, probably 200 at this point. That time. is insane. And 200 people can't win. No. no. But uh, at least a third of them can do good things and, like, really For get sure. out there and create so, their own stuff. Soju didn't win. Tenderoni didn't I win. I didn't win. You didn't win. Yeah. Imp Queen didn't win. Yep. Um, but, you know, you just you take what you can from it. And yeah. I didn't win. I've never won a, a competition. <laughs> and I, uh, I did a bunch of little things, like, when I first started, but. We talk about this on the on it's the podcast true. all the time. I've done it, just and it's the joy there. It's the joy of reading, and like that's why I love memoirs and autobiography. And they're like just hearing about people failing and failing and yes. failing. It's, it's like, helpful. It's so, and it's just like you can't be perfect. You have to fail. Yeah, it makes your shit good because you have to feel that weight of like, oh, I fucked up. How do I fix this? Yeah. You know? And so it's well, it's the same thing where like some of the coolest people you'll meet in your life have like dark, fucked up stories. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because they have to really face it head on at an early age and go, you know what? Actually, I am going to choose to be this person or I am going to make, you know, but of course the most boring people you meet are the ones that are like, everything's great all the time. And you're like, okay, well, we don't have a lot to talk about. So, Well, under Leon Talley, who I just started getting into a little bit lately. Andrew Leon Talley. Yeah. He's Tastemaker, amazing. former yeah. or current Vogue editor. Vogue editor. In, current. Yeah. Uh, no, not current, former, yeah. Yeah. But he said, someone's like, how were you, like, how'd you do in North Carolina as a young man? He's like, honey, I was a six foot four faggot, black <laughs> faggot. How do you think I did North Carolina? <laughs> he's like, you know what I had? He's like, I had, everyone has their armor and my armor was my intelligence and my grace. Mm. And I just thought that was like. Just great. The idea of grace. Yeah. Just to be, just to have that class. I was like, oh, that yeah. like fucked me up. I've never seen that man in a picture without a cape on. <laughs> so good. And his, the, lo- his like, in the September issue with he, his name on it. Like <laughs> playing like tennis in the September issue or something. Mm-hmm. That's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, well, we've fully gotten off the question, but I oh, think yeah. we've I think we've had some interesting conversations <laughs> yeah. so far. Happy 2019, listeners. Right. Do you want to ask the next question? Yeah, this is from Jupiter from Miami. Hi, hey. Jupiter. And it says tips on emceeing and hosting? Question mark. Um, Sag, have you hosted much? Um, I remember you hosted Mick's birthday show, and that's the only thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I did. I also did have to. Um, the last time that I was at home at Saddle. Um, 
the the MC that they had was not in town, and so they didn't have anyone. And they're like, "Well, we're just gonna kind of take turns." And I said, "Just give it to me. I'll do it." <laughs> I did that one, so I'm up to I'm up to two now, and I haven't You're an been, I haven't been chased out of anywhere, so it's not a. <laughs> you like it? It's really it's really hard because it's such a different kind of performance mm-hmm. as um, it's. It's something to be up on stage and being such like a visual thing, mm-hmm. but then being something that people can hear <laughs> and see is a totally different beast. No. And I'm always really afraid I'm going to say something terrible <laughs> and, <laughs> and fucked know, up. You know, I'm that like is this. True. There, like, the, I think in the in my early time of doing it, there was this thing where you're just thinking too fast, and you just yeah. say things that you're uh-huh. not supposed to say because you're also. Um, and this is my more dated thing from like when I began more, it was like drag queens are supposed to be brassy and mm. rude and mm-hmm. greedy and tacky and whatever. Right. So you just throw out whatever ignorant, like <laughs> annoying shit you could think of and then go back and go, oh yeah, I should probably shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. Right. Like you, you yeah. And yeah. when you flop at hosting, you feel like a full ass idiot. Because oh, it's yeah. all you. Like yeah. there's like, nothing. Yeah. It's not like you got a song that didn't work or yeah. like your costume reveal didn't work. You're just standing there saying things. It's yeah. all coming from the core of your horrible being. It's it's <laughs> also very all eyes on you. Yeah. yeah. Or in like a worst circumstance, it's no one looking at you and everyone it's talking so over to you, yeah. <laughs> over you at the same time. You're not only being like just funny and visual, but you are also like directing attention. And like right. yeah. T-Rex, you are... I've talked to a lot of my friends about this, scribbling notes. You are the queen, the best at getting people into something. Yeah. And something that people could not be into, that are people like, oh, that's cool. Your excitement yeah. and the way that you get, it's like, thank you. it is amazing. Well, that to me is the biggest thing, is like for the first two or three numbers, you're just trying to get the audience to all like join this wave and then all start laughing together. Right. So I say the biggest tips are, from the second you start, I mean, I start with my same monologue every time and just hit him with the energy and say, all right, guys, take a step up, get him up. Mm-hmm. So you got to get him close mm-hmm. to the stage and then start with things that get him cheering. Uh, are you ready to see some drag queens tonight? Woo! Those are uniting things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you just start out and go, all right, guys, we're going to have some queens. Thank you for being... No, like the cheers get two or three mm-hmm. good whoo, out of them. Those are uniting. People yeah. are awkward in groups. Yes. And if you feel like the, peop- the person to my left, person to my right, is like, they're in on this too. Okay, let's party. Mm-hmm. And then um, I try to stay on the side of the stage so that you can see me. Mm-hmm. And I cheer the fucking show on because I'm, yeah. you know. And well, you're modeling audience behavior. Exactly. For you model it for yeah. me. Yeah. And then you're cre- like creating the ritual of the beginning. Yeah. And also the thing that like works a lot for your shows. And I think something that we do at the beginning of Goddess too is you create like the situation that you're going to explain to them how it's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. You tell them how it's going to work Here's, so they're not panicking about it. I am you tell such, them how long it's going to be, which I'm is such great. a control freak. Um, and I... When I'm in a situation, I think, how long is this show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Am I supposed to go up there and tip? Am I, you know, where's the bathroom if I just walked in? So from the jump, yeah. make sure that the most control freak person in the audience, me, or even the most relaxed audience member who's just like, oh, I'm just there to chill. You give them objectives. Mm-hmm. Put a dollar in your hand. You can get that dollar from the bartender. This is where you pee over here, over here. You smoke out front. Um, the show's going to end at midnight, you you know, um, yeah. and then, you know, in the second half of the show, 
in my head, people are going, is this show going long? Or, you know, it's, I'm yeah. self-conscious of always. Every time <laughs> I'm like, this is going to be the one that flops because I'm crazy and I have imposter syndrome. And um, <laughs> so, so uh, you know, three or four before the end of the show, I go, all right, we only got three more numbers. We have two more numbers mm-hmm. left. Yeah. So when you give them the markers, you're helping them go, hey, let's just stick around. We'll have this cigarette. Because you have to think about all the things going on in their minds. They want to go smoke a cigarette. They're texting their friends who are yeah. like, where are you at? Like, where are you? Like, We've been at Scarlet for 20 minutes. There or Should come, we come over come here. Yeah. yeah. So when you give them a full framework of what's happening, mm-hmm. you let them breathe easy. And I think a lot of people don't think about that because there's a lot of shows that are like, we'll start when we start. It's mm-hmm. like, but think about the people that come out on a Monday or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And they have to work. And you want them to know that they have to work the next day. You want them to know every time they come to your show that there's a pattern um, that the show is going to start at a time, end at a time, mm-hmm. that you're always going to have a good time, and it's going to be bam, bam, bam. There's nothing I hate more than going to a show that I think is going to start at like 11 yeah. and having it be like 1.30 in <gasps> the morning and it's not started you yet. And you're like, stupid. what's happening? And like, you wasted your just time. Just tell us. And you could have been somewhere else. Like, yeah. Yeah. And as someone who gets up at five for work Ooh. four days a week, yeah, I like those shows that are like, you will be done at this time. Yeah. Because I say goodbye to my people during the last number. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, girl, buy kisses as the last girl's throw that last dollar, yeah. run out the door to the train, fall yeah. into bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is my routine. And I'm like, yeah. oh, no, it's good. And it also just is relaxing when you, and especially when you're being told, exactly. like, come to the front. Because there's moments where you're like, oh, I feel like I should be closer. That's another thing for me, too. Yeah. Because that, I always, like, <laughs> I just did it to Ivory at her show. I was like, because everyone was like way back from the stage. I was like, girl, we're like trapped in the bottleneck. Like, tell yeah. me when to move yeah. up. She's like, if y'all want to move up, move up. I was like, no. No, you have to tell, tell them what said, to do. Go, I said, go up to them, look them in the eye, <laughs> and you point to a spot on the ground and go, hey, guys, move up and stand here. Everyone in an audience feels such particular individual anxiety. Yes. And if you say to a group, I want all 20 of you here to do this one thing, can you do it? And they all do it, objective, achieve. Mm-hmm. And everyone walks 10 feet up. You've, you've done. Yeah. And now yeah. you've taken one, you've chipped away an anxiety for them. And then they can slowly melt into the show. Yeah. And, you mm-hmm. know, and go get a drink and right. pee and feel comfortable and know that this is a well organized thing. If you were walking into a theater, you'd have your ticket. Yeah, it exactly. would tell you your where to sit. Or your, yeah, or your. So, yeah. like, you walk into a bar bill. and it's like the wild it's fucking not. west exactly. and nobody knows where to go or what's exactly. happening. So, the host or the MC is the only, like, barrier between total mm-hmm. chaos and, like, yeah. comfort and a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. So, one thing we were kind of talking about earlier, we weren't taping, but we were just talking off the cuff, is I would say if something goes wrong, Blurt it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Say it. So if you're feeling uncomfortable, the audience is 100% feeling uncomfortable. Yep. So you go, well, that's fucking awkward because <laughs> as a host, it's you're uniting the audience. You're narrating mm-hmm. their emotion for them. They don't have a voice. They don't have a voice. So if you can let them at least take that breath of like, okay, we all okay, we all saw her titty flop out. Like, <laughs> like you know, like, oh, wow, the titty flop. Yeah. Marty's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you if you acknowledge it, it just lets people know, like, hey, this is a safe space, but also, like, I can laugh. I can mm-hmm. relax. This isn't like the world's most formal show where I have to like yeah. sit dutifully in the audience. And you know, you like, mm-hmm. you know, come up, tip. Yeah. Yeah. So that is my favorite speech to give. <laughs> Good. I also love how well you have like the Berlin crowd trained. Oh, bitch. They're very oh, they know. You they have know. them so, so nice. Dude, have I talked about my, uh, my r- raccoon theory? 
Oh, go I on. I don't know, no. but I, I want do you like to raccoons. say it again. Okay, so my grandpa had a raccoon, <laughs> had raccoons that would come in the yard. I don't think Did, you were, have talked about Were this. they named? No. And what are the names? No. no? So Every he raccoon was, is named Frank. It's just a name. It's <laughs> not Bandit. <laughs> So he, so they, he, he lived like, um, uh, there was like trees everywhere. Um, he was like kind of in the forest, right? Um, and so there was raccoons. They would always come in the yard. And so he taught me. He's like, oh yeah, this is what you do. You shoot one of the raccoons, and you just leave it out for a couple of days. And so all the other the raccoons other. that come around, they go, have hey, to see it. They go, hey, don't come around these parts because they fuck up raccoons around here. Oh my god. So I, my, no. so, so in medieval. terms of hosting, if you have someone who's, you know, slapping the girls on the ass on the side of the stage. Uh. Last night we had someone just. Loudly whistling in oh, the yeah, audience, and just or just screaming or or being out of line. Mm-hmm. You shoot that or a fucking a fucking uh fucking fucking fucking. Uh, what am I, <laughs> You've been saving fucking, them all up over the last Jersey? month. Um, <laughs> get out of your fatty sheets. We're we're just um, insulting every state. That's yeah. our goal for 2019: is yeah. insult every single state in the union. I'd like to insult the entire U.S., please. <laughs> um, or like a bachelorette party who just comes in oh. and doesn't really have any kind of sense of how they're supposed to act, and they're just screaming and falling. You find that big raccoon and you shoot it publicly, Ooh. and you go, "Hey guys!" And you don't, ha- don't please don't be mean to them. Just don't. Don't just go straight harsh like, hey, shut up, fuck you. You just make sure that everyone laughs at them and the shit that they're not doing correctly. And then you go, we all know this is wrong, right? And everyone's like, hee, hee, hee. But you're laughing with them. Yeah, Yeah. laugh with them, but make the example. And then everyone goes, got it, we don't do that. It's a teaching moment. Teaching moment. But you also shot that big raccoon and told the other ones, you better watch your ass. See, I thought this was going to be a nice story about raccoons (laughs) and like sweet. But at least murder and injury. At least I learned something. They're demonic. They've got those weird little hands. No, they're nice. They're sweet. I love raccoons because they're they're um, really, really smart, but they're also fucking gross. Yeah, and they're they're like smart. Totally is up they're your So relatable. Dogs. They, <laughs> so I grew up on an island. What? And you have to, yeah, you had to take a fucking bridge to get to my house. Oh. Uh, it sounds bougie. It was it's in fact not. Fancy. Uh, it's fancy. Florida. Don't get it's excited. It's the last stop on A1A. Um, oh. So anyways, Ooh. so there was like mangroves and everything. It was all the beach. Like if you dug like a, a, a fucking like foot down it, uh, in your backyard, it was just all water. We lived That's so cool. right on the beach. And uh, once again, it's uh, it's very soggy. <laughs> also, you couldn't keep your bike outside because of the amount of salt in the air. Yeah. Oh, wow. what? Was just, Wait, what would happen? It'll rust, rust and it. fuck up your shit. Yeah, kill oh. Oh yeah. oh yeah! So there's raccoons just fucking everywhere. They, I mean, <laughs> if you couldn't leave your door open, a raccoon would come in. Like, but our neighbors saw raccoons literally like wheeling their garbage can down <gasps> the yeah. street to take it yes. home. They're, these fuckers are intelligent <laughs> and that. fucking nasty and gnarly. I love. Yeah. I love that for them. <laughs> Pigs are supposed to be one of the smartest animals. They are. They truly oh, are smarter than. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. See you at Jackhammer. <laughs> <laughs> You ask the next question. Yeah. You're on a roll with this whole raccoon story. <laughs> All right, raccoons. Um, Blake from Iowa, question mark, says, oh. if you could host slash create your own reoccurring show, what would it be called? Well, Saltine's we- newsletter. I know. Uh, like, fourth Wednesday do. of the month, Scarlet Bar, 3320 North Halstead Street, <laughs> managed by Miss Miranda, the only woman I look up to. Thank you. <laughs> oh. Would you, uh, would you ever want to get into more producing and, and do other shows? Yeah, I actually have an idea for a show I really want to do called Deep Cuts, and oh. it would be a show where you can only do songs that were never singles. 
Oh my god, so I want to do that so only, bad. It's a night of only songs of like people's secret favorites. Okay. <gasps> Ooh. This is adjacent to my idea, which is songs that don't turn the party. <laughs> oh. Is that what the, so- is that what the fo- show's that's called? The show's Not a party. <laughs> Not a party. I, I swear to God, I've wanted to do this for so long because like it's those like really, like doing like Frank Zappa or like something really slow or I something, like that. something strange kind of that you show. just can't do anywhere else. Yeah. Like, I've always wanted to do it like in someone's living room yeah. or like in like the bell tower of a weird church or like some okay. strange space. <laughs> just like someplace not a bar, but wow. maybe someday. <laughs> you writing it down. When you open no. a bar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just... Just here to hawk show that yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. fine. If I see it, I'll come come for you. Is Dragnet your dream show? It is. Yeah, Aww. but I didn't create it. I just I took just, it over. Yeah, I adopted her. Absorbed she was actually it. canceled right before I took mm-hmm. it over. She, oh wow. Yeah, it only existed every. It was only twice a month, and then oh. it it the the original people who were running it quit doing drag, and then <gasps> people stopped coming to the show, and it just kind of floundered for a second. And so then I like went to the bar and was like, I have ideas. And they're like, okay. Oh. And then we made it, then we made it <laughs> we, uh, weekly. Yeah. But yeah. But it wasn't my first show. My first show was Tranica's Most Wanted at Scarlet. Mm. Oh, yeah. That was the one with uh, the cast was Shea Kool Aid, Kim Chi, mm-hmm. Trixie, as much as we could get her from Milwaukee, Ivory, uh, Valentine. Mm-hmm. And, Did uh, you Kamara have Hall. any idea that they would be on Drag Race? Um, Kim, there was really always something about Kim. Like, you just, her ideas were so much bigger than any ideas that I've mm-hmm. ever heard anyone come up mm-hmm. with. And even, like, when you see how she, like, unveils her merch and she creates a look, I mean, it's really, she's the only person that does it how she does it. Yeah. True. And when you're talking to her about it, you 100% know that this is a unicorn that you're talking mm-hmm. to. Um, and when, you, I mean, and Shay, too, like, when you see Shay perform, you're oh. like, okay, like, you're the only performer I see. Like, yeah. yeah. And the looks were great. And like, you just knew there was star power there. And that's why I think we all kind of like stuck, stuck together. Trixie was one that like, uh, I knew she was amazing, but like, I didn't know how much of like the business aspect that mm-hmm. she had in her brain. But I think that's the strongest part of her character is yeah. that like, she hundred percent just picks the smallest tiniest most specific character and just drills the living Mm. shit out of it and like she's incredible so yeah I think yeah I think we all knew like when it was happening that show was popular as shit because everyone who was on board was a million percent on board Mm -hmm. you know like Valentine was doing like kind of the burlesque thing and then like Shay was our like hardcore dancer and uh, and uh, you know Kim is of course our gigantic looks and everyone like 100% had a thing I was the only person that was like the host in Chicago so like if you went to that show you're like oh shit there's like all of it here it was a lit ass show. It was like on a fucking Monday, and we would pick like, mm. really weird themes like Duck Dynasty and uh, pizza and cats and shit. Yeah, oh, I love did Tracy do comedy? Yeah, yeah, she did like, yeah, she did like full like Helen Keller numbers and like. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> you know like, that she had a house in my town in Rentham, Helen Massachusetts. Keller? Really? Yeah. There's no joke. <laughs> It's just the truth. <laughs> Geological truth. <laughs> wow, we. Oh my um, gosh. All right, so yeah, uh, Sigourney. Well, 
I always thought that maybe it would be funny and like torturous to have a show where everyone had to do the same song, but they couldn't do the oh. original version. They had to do a cover. Oh. That <laughs> so that someone has to do the same terrible song all night, but you had to do a different rendition of it just so you could see the different interpretations of it have, from different people. Have you heard about the Smash Mouth musical? That's just going to be- I'm upset. <laughs> hey now. What? It's just All Star is the only song featured. <gasps> But in different like snippets of it, like I, a very I, happy one, a very I, sad I, one. I, I think that's what it is. <laughs> I can't tell if you're joking. No, I'm right serious. Now. Did I'm, Maureen San Diego write this? <laughs> <laughs> is I this wish. her musical? Oh my god! Wow. Oh my god. As far as like a name for a show, I always want something like funny and like short and sweet, but also maybe rhymes. So something maybe like hump and dump or like mm. jerk and work or oh something, god. you know. Kisses and cum shots? Yeah. Wow, what a gold mine. <laughs> Jesus, I'm moving us on. Oh. There was Look. a show called Kisses and Cum Shots. There was. It's who true. Don't know. It was Chicago. Tell me more. It does not exist anymore. It has oh. changed into another thing. Shame. <laughs> I, I say it is truly the worst name that I've ever heard from a drag show. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a joke. Anyways, moving on. So, so Aurora from Chicago. <laughs> I've heard of her. That one person that we know. Is it Aurora Cosmic? She uh, just left my house. There's three hours no ago. last names to protect the guilty. <laughs> um, at one point, what point in your drag would you consider? Did you consider yourself having made it? Hmm. Being on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> thanks, truly. Thanks. Aim higher, sweaty. sweaty. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh. I'm so sweaty and drag. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know. I think for me it it will be like the moment that I have this giant backlog of ideas of things to do or like performances or whatever that I just so far it doesn't seem like there is a specific place that it would be right. Mm. And when I am able to like just take one of those from the backlog and be like, I can do this wherever I want because I have that kind of clout. Yeah. That's the moment I feel like when I'm really able to create pieces that make sense and are, are from my like treasure trove of shit that won't work in a bar basically. Mm. <laughs> so maybe someday. I feel like the answer is like, if you're really doing what you love doing, then the mm -hmm. end goal never really stops like yeah. you're just always mm -hmm. like well now this is the next thing that i'm doing yes. this is you know so it's like the answer is like when do you make it like a couple times a year but also never like yeah. you know like right i hope i never make the, it so that i can keep right. doing you this. keep right. like moving the goalposts for yourself so mm -hmm. that you can be like proudly like mm -hmm. okay i did this big thing but that doesn't mean i just rest on that no. the rest of my life. Right. Now yeah. I know. What's the next big yeah. fucking thing that it's I'm like doing? It's like edging. You never want to climax. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just want to keep going. Yeah. As Vulcan's over you here can. just like a hand on face staring <laughs> blankly into the distance. You don't want to know where our other hand is. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. No, but something I think a lot about uh, Martha Graham said someone, she's like, when people ask me my favorite role I ever played, she's like, it's the next one. The next role is my favorite. Always. I really want to see you do a Martha Graham number and oh, like fully come, do the. Come to impression. <laughs> I have an impression of her. Really? Oh my God, I'm so excited. That's amazing. Wow. Um, but yeah, she is amazing too. And just that idea of like, you, and that's why I'm always afraid of like, artists will talk about. Um, like Agnes Martin, the painter, was like, I will never do a retrospective while I'm alive. Mm. She's like, I won't be seen as you're done 
You know, yeah. you've made it, Don't you're done. Don't look backwards. Yeah. And she's like, she wouldn't allow that. And I think that's really inspiring. And Alice Walker is like, never accept an award. Just never <laughs> accept an award. Really? Because if you're a real artist, you'll just keep going. You're, like, it, it oh, doesn't cool. matter. Just keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I love that so much. I'm going to accept the awards, though. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. keep them and put them on a shelf and well, remind them. Well, I think it's them. important to keep going is to accept that award very loudly and publicly. And go, Look at this great award that I've won. <laughs> I've broken another record. Thank you to everyone who loves me. I mean, that's honestly part of the gig, too, is making sure that everyone knows that you're doing a good job. Because sure. sometimes you do things and nobody notices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. And you're like, oh, well, <laughs> yes. here I am in my bedroom alone again. Do you think that maybe there would be something that you would do in your drag career, like a stunt or like maybe work somewhere that would qualify as making it, like being lowered mm. from the ceiling. <laughs> I just, I yeah, I still have not yet been lowered from the ceiling on bungees, like in Oof. you know Mission Impossible. As promised. Yeah, sorry about that. I you know we couldn't structurally make it work. Also, I'm tired and my body hurts. <laughs> it's fine. I didn't make it to that show anyways. <laughs> It's true. I don't know what that would be. I feel like, I mean, what I know, I know what I want. What I really, really want is I want to own. <laughs> I, like, ah. <laughs> I want. Thank you. Thank you for that. What I really want is to like own some building somewhere that mm. has like a cabaret space in yeah. the basement, mm. and then like a sort of like attic whatever entertainment space and then I want I want it to be a hotel and I want to be ensconced in one of the rooms and just do that one show that I do in the hotel room but swap out the songs every like couple of months and just do that until I die that's so so comfortable that's what I want Mick and I really want to open our own drag bar someday Mm, and like 30 years but they said that they want to make it all like old timey like spy themed and have like a secret bar place for all the drag performers to hang out and I said Wow. Through a bookshelf door. They said they said a payphone that you have to dial like a password to like and a sliding bookshelf lets you back this and that's very where, specific. That's where all of the drag queens are hiding and I was like, isn't that already like queen, but everyone's upstairs <laughs> <laughs> instead of being downstairs? It's true. I said two like very specific goals for myself this year. I'm not gonna say what they are. Oh because uh-huh. I want them to happen. Oh, right. So Don't talk about one, it. One I really want to happen, but if it doesn't happen, then I'm going to basically move up a, like a lifetime goal that I've had into the next few years and make that one happen. Mm, wow. So it's like either something, this one big thing can happen and then I'll make a lot of money and put that into my lifetime goal or mm. I just throw everything into my lifetime goal in the next two years. Does mm. this count as announcing an announcement? This I think is it also... I think it's a little close. It's not. But it's just, <laughs> I'm currently... Like playing it by ear as to how I will play the next two mm. years of my life. What yeah. a tease! Yeah, Ooh. we edge in this whole <laughs> this show. whole yeah. show. Yeah. I'll never get there. I <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> feel so good. <laughs> For me, it would be to have Coco Peru's career. Where, oh, yeah, like yeah. you just tour. You you write a show a year and yep. you tour it. Write yep. another one. She was tour. at a Hamburger Mary's. She sold out two nights mm-hmm. and. I was there the first night, I think, when she was in Chicago. And she just, it was, and her audience, you could tell they've seen her a lot. Like, many of the people had been a lot. 
to see her, like, followed her forever. And she just was so present and so loving and so fucking funny. Mm. And then at the end of it, she sat down and she so earnestly said, if this is the first time you've seen me or if you've followed me for the last 19 years I've been doing this, I want to thank you for putting food on my table and a roof yep. over my head. Yep. And that... That is so That cool. was, like, that's my goal. That's, yeah. so that's how I wanted yes. it. Just, like, doing it, doing what I love, writing, being creative, and then having people that respect it and take care of me. What a fucking dream. Yeah. I was so blown away by that. Oh, I love God. I love that earnestness from an artist yes. where you're not just saying thank you to all my friends and fans. It's just going... Like, this has made my life differently because of you, and yeah. If you're wondering the moment that I silently cry during every <laughs> <You're> episode, <laughs> this is the one I'm like losing it right now. Oh, I'm actually like fully like I'm like glazed and flushed you and know, weeping. Just just being on the 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 dates with Jasmine that I did, um, and we had Jasmine here the first two years after Jasmine was on Drag Race. People were fucking racist. Mm-hmm. People yeah. were fucking evil to her. They oh, called her every name in the so book. Lovely. They were awful. And then it started to be like decided that she was funny. She's a meme, you know? And then now she's like loved mm-hmm. by people. And everyone that came out and saw her was so there for her, so 100% mm-hmm. into yeah. it. And she, every person that came to that meet and greet, she is like smiling ear to ear because she mm. is so thankful. Yes. And I feel like it just came down so hard on her yeah. uh, in the beginning. And now to see her take it, every person that came up to her was like, she was, couldn't tell them enough how thankful she was. And every time she was on the mic, it was just like, everything I have is because mm. of you. Thank you so much. And I love that. I mean, oh, that makes me that's so, so fantastic. It feels great to, yeah. And she's just Because so it's fun. like, you, no, one, an no one, uh, what do you call it, uh, deserves money. Like that type of money. You know, no yeah. one is intrinsically yeah. deserves that. Yeah. And to be given that gift is a huge privilege. So to be like, this is, I don't, there's so many people that don't have this. And I thank you so much for giving me this. Yeah. 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 It feels Wonderful. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I try to say it as much as I can just because like, I like to hear thank you. Like, yes. I like to hear it from people that I hire, from people that I work for, mm-hmm. with, anything. I mean, when you hear at the end of a show, thank you so much for this, or at the end of, mm-hmm. in, at the end of lunch, thank you for me. Like, if you keep thank you, if you keep mm-hmm. that in, in, in your brain constantly going, I mean, people will look at you as a thankful person, and they'll want to give you more things. Yeah. They want to collaborate with you and want to come support your show and buy your merch because... They know that you're not just, you know. Well, we're all running around like crazy with our head down trying to get from thing to thing. And it's nice to just like be with each other and look at each other and be like, this was a wonderful experience that we had together and I'm grateful to have had it. Like, Mm -hmm. we don't do that enough just generally in life and we certainly don't do it in drag enough. How many people come up to you and go, oh, yo, my day was trash. My whole week Mm -hmm. was trash. Or like, even this week, like, uh, I, like, Someone that I that I work with all the time came up to me and said like, um, they were really crying. This was last night. It was like, uh, I is this me bragging? This feels weird. Anyway, no, do it. It was like, do it. it was like, this is great. I, it was like, I didn't tell you, but uh, we worked together like a month ago, and my best friend died like two days before the show. And I said, I'm gonna do the show. I have to do the show. And like, I get vibes off of people really hard. So I want to make sure everyone in my show is having a good time so that they go on stage. They're loose. I'm loose. We're all happy. Yeah. And I just saw her and she was just kind of like chilling in the back and I just felt a nervous energy and I was just yeah. like, I love you. 
you, you good? She's like, yeah. I was like, I love you. Do it. She's like, thank you so much. And then she came up to me last night and was like, I feel like her energy of my friend like came through you in that moment. Aww. Where it's like, if you, I feel like if you constantly are putting out good things, the right people will, you know, like she needed that in that moment. Yeah. And yeah. she was like, I'm going to go on that stage. I'm going to kick ass. I'm going to, you know, do it for her. I'm going to do it for you. Yeah. I'm going to do it for uh, yeah. everyone who fucking supports me. So it's important that we go out and we make sure we're telling all the people that we love that we fucking love them all the time. And this is when we get fucking gushy. It's true. There had to yeah. be one moment. Mm. I mean, it, it wouldn't show. be the tea without us getting fuzzy about a yeah. so real. emotional like, moment. The like sisterhood mm-hmm. has been the most surprising thing to me about doing drag mm-hmm. and yeah. being able not to walk into Berlin and be like, everyone here is hugging me and kissing me and I believe them. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah that's the last right. part's the most important. <laughs> and I believe that. Oh God! Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. this. Th- I really feel like these are my girls. Mm. It's been the best. It's so nice. Kumbaya. It's such, it's it's such a nice like comfort luxury that not a lot of drag communities have. Yeah, yeah. this is us bragging. Um, all right, you want to do the next one? Yeah, I should. Uh, where are we? I've lost my place. Charity from Chicago. Yeah. Do you have any advice on locating drag essential corsets, shoes, wigs for good prices and consistent quality? Come on down to T-Rex's Bargain (laughs) Barn. We got shoes. We got corsets. Define good prices. I know. Because drag is expensive. Drag is, you get what you pay for sometimes, really. Like, if you you want good things, you got to put good money into it. Mm -hmm. And it's all about being smart and investing your money in smart ways. Who do you get all your you get you have gorgeous dresses that I I'm so glad you asked. I was, <laughs> I was looking for a moment to plug Roxy Mess in here and here it is. I've heard amazing things about her. So I love her. Roxy is a really good friend of mine. She's um she's a drag queen from Iowa City. She's moving here in August. Oh yeah. Hey. And I won't have to drive out there anymore. I can just <laughs> chain her up to my radiator and have her sew yeah. all day. I She's can't also wait. Doing drag matinee on yeah. March 16th. 16th. Yeah. With Gina. Yeah, with Gina Bell. Another peach. Yeah. Yes, an Iowa peach. And I'm finally booked out at Studio 13. It's taken me four years Ooh. to get booked out there. And it's, I'm so proud of I'm you. I'm so happy it's finally <laughs> happened. But Roxy Mess is my number one go-to designer. She's really easy to work with. Um, she's a good friend of mine. And she, she makes really good drag clothes. She makes a lot of, like, easy drag things, too, which um, I don't, like, find a lot of in Chicago. There's a, there's a lot of really talented designers in Chicago, but when I want, like, an easy-peasy, like, fringy leotard mm. <laughs> that's not going to cost me $400, yeah, yeah. like, I'll go to Roxy. Yeah. I love her. Aww. Yeah. Um, this has been a commercial for Roxy Mass. Yes, yeah. please. And Saltine, what Goodwill do you get? <laughs> oh, I I shop outside of the Jewel Lasco. <laughs> Which jewel? I buy all my clothes at Walgreens. Ooh. At least the pantyhose. I've had I've bought one bra. It was from Marshalls. Oh. 38B. <laughs> oh, they sell like what a nice size. <laughs> They, Tell me more. They sell like Calvin Klein bras. Yeah, they do. At, at Marshalls, they do. I always like to get luggage from Marshalls yes, and TJ Maxx. Yeah, yeah, because you can get a whole set for like two hundred. Yep. And that's good for drag because I'm tired yeah. of hauling my shit in IKEA bags. Oh my god. 
I'm, overwhelming. I know that's the drag preferred. Like forty pounds. Like of three hair, of them. I'm like going up and down, crying. And I can't weeping. feel circulation below my shoulders anymore. <laughs> One time I was at a show with uh, Chloe, not Chloe Park, Chloe Chicago, oh. um, and she <laughs> walks uh, in, and all of her clothes and all of her drag is in a big laundry basket <laughs> with nothing. On I've top seen. Of it. I've seen something similar to that in, in my days in my travels. I've seen one of those. It's like Angelina. It's like Angelina walking in day one of Jersey Shore with all of her clothes and trash bags. No! I'm the Kim Kardashian of Staten Island, baby. (laughs) Get out of your fatty sheets. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, All right, is there anyone else we need to plug? I mean... What was the other thing? It was... Well, wigs, oh, I mean, I always say Sarah Andrews yeah. and, and uh, Camilla Fox style by Camilla. Yeah, Camilla's um, great. Uh, so good. Sarah's, Sarah's hair will run you a little more money, but it you it can go through the battlefields. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, it's true. Yeah. I have yeah. some bob just from nice. Sarah that, like, I wanted, like, that um, Lady Gaga look where she was doing the duet with uh, Tony Bennett mm-hmm. and oh, as a yeah. Tramp, and it's just, like, this little kicky teal bob, and I was like, that's it. And she did that for me. Almost two years ago now. Oh, wow. Whenever she was like just starting the mm. business, I was the first person she ever made wigs for. Hey. Wow! Yep. What's it like? Yeah. <sighs> well, still on the fucking list. <laughs> the list is still long. Yeah. Oh boy! Still gotta wait in line. Lengthy. <laughs> she's so popular. I mean, she's—it's crazy, dude. She does wigs for. Kimchi, Naomi, yeah, Shay, like, and they're gorgeous. They're gorgeous, yeah, they're and they're amazing. different every. Like, yeah, she can literally do creative. anything. And like, how many times has she had to apologize to me that the wig that she made me is? I'm sorry, but it's like twice the size you asked for. Like, <laughs> that is exactly a tragedy. Wrong. Like, you, she's like, well, the picture you sent me, um, girl, it wasn't very good, but um, I made it look good, and it's this like beautiful wig I for love. like, you know, the right price. Mm. Yeah, her shit is. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. Our girl. I'm Nadia friends with the Aurora Gosmic, so I have to say, killer wigs. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> Fantastic. She's super easy to work with, and she has a quick turnaround. And she's starting to get really busy and take off. And she's doing hair for a lot of people, but awesome. she's also starting to. I mean, she's she's still like learning everything, but she's uh, gonna be like learning a lot of cosplay wigs and how to structure things. And she's always willing to at least try whatever kind of wacky design you bring her. <laughs> it's great. And I'd recommend only doing straight hair. Oh. <laughs> Don't brush it. <laughs> Hard and pass. then let it mat. <laughs> and then make that seem intentional. It worked for me. <laughs> um, so, Gorney, you're always centrally tight. Where do you get your corset? Oh, it's so painful. But I love getting all of my corsets from orchardcorset.com. They are a Seattle-based company that does corsetry. They also offer plus sizes, which is great because I've been waist training for three and a half years now. Wow. I, it's been a long time. When I started out, I had like a 38 waist naturally and I just started corseting down to a couple sizes and now I can corset all the way down to a 24 on an extremely good starved day and uh, a 25 usually otherwise but my favorite is when you do a bunch of shots wearing a really tight corset. No, 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 suddenly you're drunk. Nope, nope, Because all of the alcohol has been sitting up above yeah. your stomach. Yeah, And all no. of a sudden it's like the floodgates open, you break a hole in the Hoover I Dam. I can't. And then oh you're God. dancing on the table. I have a very strong no drinking and dragging policy that I stick with, which is a real bummer for a lot of times. 
But it's just because if I do drink anything, it'll all stay right in my throat. Mm-hmm. And if I bend over, I'll be like one of those little birds just spitting, yeah. it, <laughs> spitting it right out, popping back up. <laughs> yeah. That's true. All right. Shall we close it out with our finale? I this think is it. We should. This is yeah. the last wow. one. I know. But Quick. we just started. Drink the champagne now. Oh. I think we've been here Sigourney's for about... got a full glass of white we've, wine. We've been here for six hours. <laughs> no. We went yeah. through a wormhole. No. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Are you down with the sickness? I am so down with the sickness. Tis the season. Speaking oh of my God, what? is available at Howard yeah. It's sixth season. Lord, now we're a bottle we're a bottle and a half of champagne, and this is the moment always in every podcast where it starts getting wacky. Spring break. Um <laughs> do you want to do the final one? I will do the final is, question. Uh they could be lying, but it might be our uh farthest away question. I think that. so far it is. I mean, I don't know what's the difference between this and Rio. We Rio, will find out. Um, and I apologize because I'm almost certainly going to pronounce this name incorrectly, but Faiz from Bahrain. Bahrain! Hey. How old? That's crazy. You know, when it Bahrains, it pours. It pours. It pours. So, dear listeners, I, I would like to announce that I have quit the podcast. Thank you, 2019. I'm out. That was really the straw that broke your back? That was the one. Wow. That was it, the bad pun. Everything Easy. else, acceptable. The <laughs> bad pun, absolutely not. But well, sorry. That's, oh, what I, that's what I came here what? for. All right. All right. Nothing I love more than a bad joke. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We know. No, we know, girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. All right. Joke, oh, no. Please, please. What did the friend say when his other friend suggested putting a D in front of his name? Oh my what? God. Duh, Wayne. <laughs> I hate you. I, I, I don't. Like I, do you have I, some more in you? Oh. Oh no! Why did you ask that question? <laughs> We've fully so just many. lost it now. Everything's off the rails. That's okay. I don't want. I can count. see them like brewing. <laughs> Take eyes. me away, boys. Hold on. Let me think. One. Let me think. One. Let me think. One. No pressure. I have them all written down. Hold <laughs> on. This is the same as, this is so, like, I'm like, all I do is write jokes all day long. Now tell me a joke. Oh, I don't have one ready. Saltine <laughs> has left the microphone and is digging in oh, her backpack. Don't wait, listeners. What a delicious little notebook you have. Oh, yeah. Uh, if, uh, what do you call someone who has no hard feelings after, they're been, after they've been broken up with, so much so that they'll move to make their exit's life easier? What? A nomad. <laughs> I gotta go. I don't get it. They have no hard <laughs> They're feelings. Not They're not mad. Oh my and they God. <laughs> Do you have any good ones? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bring this out one the notebook. was good. Um, if Scorpios tend to be homosexually oriented <laughs> and Virgo... No, fuck me. Oh, no. <laughs> As a Virgo, I'm ready to hear the rest no, of this. Like Sagittarius is tend to be heterosexually oriented. Are what they? are Virgos? Detail-oriented. Mm, yes. Okay. <sighs> Virgos are really uptight, and they're, they okay, want to schedule. Really yeah. I'm reading the I rest of this out. question now. We've had <laughs> a, right. a 10 minute detour. Oh, sorry. It's all right. It's clearly it needed to happen, I guess. <laughs> Our apologies to Bahrain. Um, <laughs> how old were you when you first saw drag, Ooh. and how was the experience, slash how did oh, you yeah. feel about it? Ooh. How about you, Well, um... I went to my first gay bar when I was 14 years old. I mm. snuck in the oh back, and I looked 18 at the time, so it was good enough for me to be in there. 
<laughs> but I had also grown up watching a lot of old movies, a lot of old John Waters movies, mm-hmm. and um, seeing a lot of drag on film. And I think what really kicked me into doing it was um, a need for uh, a performance outlet that didn't require me to look a certain way or to have to yeah. go through rigorous auditions to be told no and do mm. heartbreak. You know, drag was an outlet for me to uh, cast myself as the star and yeah. create all of my own costumes mm. <laughs> and promote myself and put on my own show. Uh, but there was a movie specifically, um, it was it was the woman that did Big Fat Greek Wedding. And, uh, oh, oh my yes. God. Uh, and Tony Collette. Um, and they go to Vegas and they're, they're... They go to L.A. And oh. it's called Connie and Carla. Connie they're, and Carla. And it's a terrible movie. No, it's good. It's How a, dare you? It is a horrible no, movie. No, it's so good. It was the follow-up to Big Greek Wedding and it was... They go... They, they work at O'Hare Airport <laughs> and they work in a, like... Uh, like a tiny shitty airplane like dinner theater and they witness their their boss being whacked by the mob so they go into hiding as drag queens so they're women posing as men posing as women mm-hmm. <laughs> this is which was like sister act but with gender it was re- yeah, yeah oh, it was it was really days. just kind of a breakthrough being like oh I could do this too because I always loved drag but I was always told so many times like you can never do that it would be in bad taste it doesn't count as drag like mm. it, it wouldn't be entertaining mm-hmm. um, the audience wouldn't enjoy it we wouldn't like it I mean I still get told that but but now I'm doing it and I don't have to listen to those people anymore and I think that that movie was really the kick in the pants being like this that's is a possibility mm. yeah. Yeah. yeah no I think that's a great movie yeah me neither <laughs> <laughs> My, the first time I ever saw RuPaul was she had a cameo on I and I I might be adding different movies together, but I, I think it was in like third or fourth grade. But there was a movie called Ed TV. Oh my God, Ed TV. I forgot about and that. So, it was like the Truman Show, only like yeah, and not Ellen, classy. Ellen was in it, and it was Matthew McConaughey. Yes, it right? was. It was indeed. And like he has to, he, he becomes like a national celebrity, and people are filming his life all the time. And there was just a cameo, and it was RuPaul on her, <laughs> her nighttime VH1 show. Mm-hmm. And it was like just showing clips of like the different shows, like commenting. And I was like, who is this? <laughs> and I remember like, you know, you couldn't Google things. But no. Basically like, what was the equivalent? Keeping it into your brain until yeah. you could. Writing it down in a notebook? Naturally like Diary? figure it yeah. out. Like yeah. just watching VH1 obsessively until yeah. you could answer the question. Um, but yeah, I just remember being like, oh, this is cool. But it didn't have a huge effect on mm. me. I was just like, wow. This is, you know, that thing where you're like, I don't know what is different about me, but uh-huh. something's different. Also, I like this thing that I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Answering a question I don't know if I have or not. Right. Like, mm. You know, it's just like curious to me in a way, but I didn't know it was going to like be my entire life. I know. Well, Isn't that no. so interesting when you truly like get the key and you unlock it and you're yeah. like, it all makes I'm sense I'm a big old now. homo. Yeah. yeah. Oh. You don't know what the question you're even asking is. Isn't that crazy? It's wild. You get, and then the answer plops on your mm. lap and you go, I've had this question my entire life. And, and everything I just ticks into place. The words to ask, to ask the it. Question, right. But I've been presented the answer. So now let me go on this journey of like, 
asking more questions. Mm. Yeah. I will never forget being in the lobby of the Performing Arts Center of my Catholic high school. (laughs) And we had one of those like old ass like TVs with the 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 rollout cart like you'd have in Mm -hmm. school and a VHS player and we like all huddled around this television and watched Rocky Horror Picture Show. (gasps) Praying that the nuns wouldn't walk up and see what we were watching. And I just remember having this like Oh my God! This is like everything I've ever yeah. wanted, yeah. unlike yes. anything I've ever seen before. Yeah, and the rush of hiding it from your family. Oh, yeah. that's the most Interest. exciting yeah. thing. I'm still trying to chase that feeling down. I can't <laughs> find it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> just being like, this is me. This is me. Yes. Remember the Brady Bunch movie? Yes. Yeah. Rue was in it. Yeah. Rue. I just remember being like, in no shade. There's something missing to me about Rue that I loved in the first seasons of Drag Race. So it's just the pure irresistible charisma that mm-hmm. I felt about her. But in the Brady Bunch, she's like, it's like a two minute clip. Mm-hmm. But I remember just being like, that's so funny. Doesn't she flirt with the eldest brother or something? Or is it the she's dad? Like, there's a, isn't she a guidance counselor? She's a guidance that's counselor. Right. And then she's at the pool. Like, yeah. Whatever. But, and, and then also uh, fucking my friend's mom took me to a gay pride parade <gasps> when I was 12. <gasps> How was that? She knew. She absolutely knew. And she, like, wanted to make me feel... She always made me feel comfortable. But I remember being, like, seeing naked people dancing on a float (laughs) and then seeing a drag queen, like, with the naked men and being like, she's the coolest girl here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the the best person in this break. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that girl who's... So ugly. Like she probably looked heinous. <laughs> this is two thousand like four. It's got a girl, hard you know? front wig. <laughs> Everyone's got a black lip liner. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but Beauty Blender like, who? That is my. I was like, oh, just I. And the, there's a weird power mm-hmm. that you have as a drag queen that I like find myself very attracted to. Especially mm. when you're a kid and you maybe your parents have like understood that there's tendencies in you mm-hmm. and maybe if not intentionally maybe so that you felt the energy of like so those things over there are bad yeah yes uh, we don't like those things society doesn't like those things but you look at them and you go am i the only one enjoying this because other people seem to be enjoying is this are, and then you're like am i good? bad am because I, bad? I like these bad yeah. things yeah, like this looks like this is a Pride is a party. I don't understand. Like, why are we right. hating yeah. on this? Yeah. And then that lets you, you know, kind of open the door to going, oh, all my friends and family in my hometown are trash. Okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, got it. Now, oh, okay. I just need to change my surroundings. I need to, you know. And the idea of the what I love about the drag queen. And what <laughs> Rue said that I thought was really smart. She's like, it's wild that in our society, a man putting on a dress is crazy. No. Like, that's insane that people would be shot for that. So the point of a dragon is pointing out that that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I think in that way, it's like, you think this is insane? Girl, I'm just putting on a nice A-line dress. Yeah. <laughs> cool. What is, yeah, it's like, that's wild. Do you think this is crazy? Mm-hmm. Like, that is why gay people are better. But also hats off to all those people that take kids to pride parades and like are supportive. Like we need more of those. They're so, so, so important. It's true. Like having supportive parents or not even parents, but like adult figures to look up to Mm -hmm. and to like care for these like small, Mm -hmm. like lost kids. And even sometimes if they're like, like my parents were always very kind of like support. I have a, my amazing gay aunt who was a, 
bus driver for 30 years. What? And it's just amazing. Shout out to Aunt Mary. We've done yes. it before on this podcast, and I will never stop talking about her. My parents were always very like, this is your aunt. Yeah. Your aunt is oh, gay. And it was never a thing. That's but also, so cool. they were always so scared of that. They're like, she's gay, therefore bad things might happen to her. Yeah. So, like, there's even, like, somebody who's on a float and being like, I am proud, I am secure, mm-hmm. I am f- either fine or, like, defiant of not being fine. Mm-hmm. It's like... It's really something to see when there's people who may not be against it, but aren't for it because it's yeah. scary. Yeah. Well, and it's that thing when a lot of times we come out and our parents go, I ac- I accept what you are, but I'm worried about what society's going to do to you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Which is also babies. something that I'm trying to be like, imagine being 50 and having your world thrown and I'm trying to be so sympathetic to my parents for dealing with my drag. Because yeah. they're having a hard time. But it's like, to my parents, a drag queen was a sex worker yep. who was doing drugs. Yep. And who, like, that is what their idea. Because they didn't the know dangerous lifestyle queens. to them. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not going to judge them after 50 years. And How in, do you change that And in mind? my world, it's not people, be quick. Pe- sex workers and people who do drugs are great people. Oh, <laughs> they're in my, my favorite world too. people. All around me. <laughs> I didn't raise that. Yeah. Well, they only know what they saw in Law and Order. Is exactly. that you're going to be dead yeah. in an alley and Olivia exactly. Benson is going to be crying over your corpse. I pray represent- for an ending like that. <laughs> so nice. That was your gay representation. Yeah. So yeah. they, you know, they just know like the shitty stuff. Yeah. So it's our job to be like, I'm okay. This yeah. is great what I'm doing. My friends are fun. Yeah, and it's like sex work is great. You know, or it like is. sex it work is. can be wonderful. You know what I mean? And it's like just you can't change someone in a day. It's also very necessary. Yeah. Absolutely. Sex work is very necessary. And also all the people who shade sex workers the most are the people that are fucking still hiring sex workers. It's true. It's the, 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 Stop the, being scared. The highest echelon. It's the, you know, it's the it's yeah. It's always going to exist as a job. And I love how we... St- oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I love how we started off this podcast being like, yay, 2019, we're going to party and have a good time. And we've ended it by More by supporting, <laughs> supporting sex workers <laughs> and condemning you know, members of Congress. So well done us in 2019. We're already reaching our goals. Hopefully. Yeah. At well, least four of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having me. And thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for doing Whoa. this. That's so nice. Thank you for coming. Will you uh, tell us where we can find you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at saltine. That's three S's. <laughs> or you can find me on Facebook and Twitter at saltine saltine, my Christian name. <laughs> or at saltinesnewsletter.com. And when does yes. your show run? Yes, yeah, so my solo show Impressions runs until Your February 5th. Your voice is so seductive. <laughs> I really try. Oh my god. <laughs> Tuesdays at 10:30 at the Frontier Theater uh, uh, until February 5th or you can come to Saltine Snoozer at Scarlet Bar, the only bar in Boys Town oh worth going to. Everything <laughs> else is trash. Fuck. Anything else in a 2-mile radius is trash. <laughs> uh, come there on the 4th Wednesday of the month. Sigourney, where can we find you? Um, I am on Instagram at sigourney.beaver. I also have a website that McDouche runs and keeps asking me to help revamp, but (laughs) (laughs) that's been three months ago, at sigourneybeavers.com. I also, I am going to be traveling a lot really soon. I'm going to be in Marquette, Michigan on February 8th. I'm going to be in St. Louis at the end of February, on February 23rd. I'm going to be in Dallas, Texas, um, March 
March 11th through the 15th, and I'm going to be in Iowa City on March uh, 30th, and I will be in Denver, Colorado, uh, April 16th to the 23rd. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I will be here. (laughs) (laughs) I will not be here, and I'm very sorry. (laughs) It's fine. Um, all right, I am T-Rex in Chicago, and um, we have some uh, special guests uh, coming up on the 9th of February. We have uh, Valentine's Quincey. Yay! Which we do, we do every uh, year. It's a Chicago tradition. Valentine's Day. It is um, uh, usually a completely uh, Latinx cast, uh, mm-hmm. headed up by Valentine, <sighs> reluctantly <laughs> on my part. Um, and our special guest is going to be Vander Vaughn. Yay! Oh, my God! Some more people from Dragula coming very soon. Uh, but um, Drag Matinee is every Saturday, so come visit us. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, I'll be in Minneapolis Thursday, and this comes out Friday, so why would I mention it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where in Minneapolis will you be? Uh, I'll be at the Muse Theater with Flip Phone. And I'll, I'll be with, uh, yesterday, well, if you're listening to this, I was with um, Meatball and Willem. Yay! Oh, and Max Milanofi and Julia Starr and Damien Deluxe and Ty- Damien Deluxe and Tigra Slari and Tigra Slari Slari yes <laughs> what I said and Utica Queen okay. wow Yay. wait did you say you're in I know they know your Instagram T-Rex at this in Chicago. point T-Rex in Chicago and on Twitter you are also T-Rex in Chicago that's yeah. right that's so nice there? to be consistent on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> gee that sounds fun Carl's still dead. I got nothing. Although I did get kicked off of Facebook what? for being a not Again? real person. No, no, no. Before. This oh, was, okay. I'm just cluing in our listeners who I'm may so not sorry. be friends with me on Facebook. I was still upset about they, it. They kicked me off of Facebook for being lucky stiff because they said that I wasn't a real person. What? Even though I use lucky stiff at my day job and at my night job. and But I've been reinstated and everything's amazing. So I oh, feel good. like I've now taken on Facebook. I'm about to go in on Twitter. Mark and, Zuckerberg. Who? And miss, <laughs> I'm just, you know, starting riots and fires everywhere I go. But for the moment, I am still Lucky Stiff 2 on Twitter. And Lucky.Stiff on Instagram. It's fine. I'm kind of getting to like it. No, I don't. I want Carl to give me the name. Carl, give me back Lucky Stiff on Twitter. This guy, he died. We don't know that he died. We don't know that he died. It's Lucky Stiff on... on, um, Everyone go send hate mail to dead Carl on... Dead. (laughs) Just because he is not responding to me does not mean he's dead, Maybe he um, just doesn't yeah, you like you sound me. sound like my mom when she's trying to convince me. My dad just wanted to get cigarettes. <laughs> you know, I've got a great story about a guy who I thought uh, ghosted me, but he ended up dying. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'll tell that once the microphones are off. Gorny. Yeah. Oof. Tell that on our sister um, ghost story, tra- our trade, please, go- trade ghost story podcast. Right. Oh, but uh, Goddess, so Goddess the show on Instagram yeah. and also on Facebook. Um, Goddess next month. The signups just went up yesterday, so it'll be a week It'll still be open by the time this uh, comes out. And it's for Goddess Tilda, where we are paying tribute to yes. Tilda Swinton. Insane. I am very That's excited really about it. One. Oh, I'm so excited. I cannot wait. I worship Tilda. Same, um, same. And I'm super going to be the lovers, uh, only lovers left alive Tilda, where she's like a vampire wearing wings uh, made out of wolf hair. So. Uh, I'm just going to be living my best life. Um, and in March, we are doing Goddess Ferngully. Oh! And we are uh, so waiting to announce oh. a very special guest for that show. And, and I know who it is, and it's it. really good. And we can't tell you yet because everything's not been ironed out. But yeah. it's going to be wild if it works out. 
Uh, we have so many crazy special guests coming up, and I haven't gotten to talk about it, but I do want to brag, because I love bragging. Um, <laughs> only child over here. Um, Go on. Theater kid, um, but drag matinee with Tiffany Pollard, which yes. happened yes. Yay. Single largest drag matinee in history, Oof. and it was our first ever Sunday show, which also broke some records in itself. It was fucking yeah. awesome. So um, we are off to a roaring start in 2019. Thank you all for being here. Yes, cheers. Uh, cheers. Up for Saltine and Sigourney. Thank you to Lucky. Thank you to uh, Trey. Our producer. Our producer. This is our first uh, episode of season fucking two. That's aming. I'm so excited. And Lucky sniffed that too. Thank you so <laughs> much. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I feel personally attacked by that, but honestly, that's the tea. On the bright side, Carl's not going to die again. <laughs> we don't know if he's dead now. Hey, I do. I dare to dream. I feel it. I'm an empath. All right. <laughs> Cheers. Good night and good luck.